Hello, you're listening to Fish Food, a podcast for entrepreneurs who started working for themselves to build companies that grow into thriving businesses. Here, we provide bite-sized accounting and entrepreneurship advice in 20 minutes or less. I'm your host, Keila hill Trawick, and whether you're acting as your own accountant or looking for a new one, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the show. We are in the middle of our Beyond the Numbers series, which really talks about statements, financials, documents that you see, and how we want to go beyond just the data to really help you to make decisions about your small business. This is episode three. So if you haven't heard the first two episodes on the profit and loss statement and the balance sheet, go back and grab those first and then join us today for budget and forecast. So your first thought might be, what are they? And I figure that we'll start with a clean definition of each of them individually and then talk to you about how they work. A budget is a plan. So usually a budget feels like a set it and forget it. You look at the beginning of the year or the end of last year, you start setting aside what you expect to make and spend in different areas. And as a result, you come up with something that you can kind of measure against throughout the year. This is where we look at actuals versus budgeted data. What actually happens for the month versus the plan or what we thought was gonna happen. So there's a couple of ways to make a budget. One of them is to look at last year, this year, year to date data, take some averages and what you think is going to happen with the business in order to determine revenue. So now the last couple of years have been kind of wild. You may not be able to use those as a baseline, but start there. Start looking at what you've made last year, maybe even the year before and what you've done so far this year. That will give you some idea, potentially, of what you plan to make this year. What we generally do in terms of expenses, specifically for our clients, is that we will look at the prior year and year to date and do some averages on expenses to see if that's a reasonable baseline. How much did you spend on advertising? How much are you running to spend on bank charges? How much do you have available or how much are you planning to spend on staff? The other way that we think about a budget, instead of just looking at what you expect to or what you plan to make, is to make a zero-based budget. And this is where a lot of our clients fall. And a zero-based budget is exactly what it sounds like. We're gonna plan out what it costs to run the business in each of the expense categories, and then we need to make enough revenue to at least break even. We'll talk about why this works really well in a minute, but one, it's a bit conservative, right? Because we know that we just need to make enough to cover all of the expenses for the business to run. If we make a profit, yay, but you have an exact amount that you need to make in order to cover expenses. And if you're under, you know exactly how much you need to make in other months to make up for that shortfall. Now, I talked earlier about actual versus budget, and that is a real metric that you're gonna wanna check. Every month, you wanna look at how you did for the month and how you expected to do for the month. Now, remember I said that the budget is generally set it and forget it. There are some things that can change that. Let's say you realize that you need another position to hire for, or you're cutting a position at your firm. The budget, especially in a zero-based budget, shouldn't look exactly the same. We should be updating that so that we know exactly how much it actually costs to run the business. 
Another thing that you're going to think about when it comes to your budget is being realistic about what's coming. And we'll talk a lot more about that later, but we want to make sure that you're not setting a budget that you're constantly missing. It does nobody any good to set goals that are too high for what you're actually able to achieve and then just feel like you're missing them every time. Remember, a budget is less of a goal and more of a plan. We need to make enough to cover expenses, but it's not an ideally I would end up with this much. It's more of a this is what I actually think that it's going to cost to run the business. All right, so now we've got a budget and we need a forecast. So if a budget is a plan, think of a forecast as expectations. A forecast is based on some data that I already have, actual data that has happened so far. Where are we trending to end up? For us, this can look like a couple of things, right? So one, we can look at invoices that we know are going out. You've signed these contracts and you know that they're going to start paying invoices next month for the next six months. We can put that in the forecast. We know that this is expected cash flow that we can expect to receive. We can also look at trends. So you may be able to use some algorithmic ideas to be able to say, if I'm making about this much so far this year, this is might be what I can expect to make for the remainder of the year. Both of these are estimates, right? They're not going to be exact, but you want a forecast to really help you with cash flow. So if a budget is a plan, the forecast is the expectation. You want to look to see with all the expenses that I have going out, when am I expected to get money to be able to pay for those? Some other ways that you might be able to impact your forecast is knowing things like launch dates. So if you know that you're going to launch a new service or a new offering or bring in a cohort of people, your forecast can account for that. So maybe your budget says, I need to make $20,000 a month to cover all of my expenses. But your forecast says March, April, and May, we're not really making that much money. But in June, we launch our signature course. This is the most that we make for the whole year. And I can forecast that this much income should come in at that period. That tells you how much to save to pay for the months where you're going to have those ebbs as um, in relationship to those flows. But it also lets you know what you need to have on hand in order to cover the expenses that are going to happen for the rest of the periods. Now, when you're looking at your forecast, there's a couple of other ways to think about it too. Let's say that you have last year's data, but you don't know too much about the future. Maybe you're a service provider like most of our clients and you don't really know when people are gonna sign up for things. If you have an idea of whether this year is expected to look like last year, you might be able to apply some percentages versus last year or use an average over the past six or 12 months to see if that can help forecast going forward. Remember that once a month ends, actuals replace the forecast. So when you're in a month, once that ends, it is forecasting from the next month going forward. It's using data that is coming actually to make changes to what the future should look like. So let's say that you forecasted that you were going to make $20,000 a month and in January and February you made $10,000. Your forecast might want to be adjusted down to say, ah, if this is any indication of what I'm going to do for the rest of this period, maybe at least for this quarter or the first half of the year, I should bump this down to fifteen dollars or $10,000 to be more realistic. All right. So now that you have both, you understand what both of them are. How do you use them? A big way that we use budgets and forecasts for our clients is minding the gap. So if we know we need to make X amount of dollars in order to cover expenses for the year and we see the forecast of what we're expected to make, 
The gap is the shortfall. The gap is the difference between breaking even and not breaking even. So we really wanna see that as close as possible. We want where we're trending to line up really closely with what we need to make for the period in order to cover all of our expenses and run the business. Remember that forecasts give you alignment or insight to the alignment between what you think is coming in and out and what is actually coming in and out. And it's really important to see that against budget so that you can pivot if you need to. Example, let's say that your budget says that you need to make $500,000 for the year in order to cover all expenses. And as we start getting into the end of Q1, you realize that you are not even close to making that. A couple of things are going to happen. The first thing is you're going to notice that your cash on hand is going down significantly because you're not making enough to replenish the expenses that need to go out. So you're going to start seeing your bank account balance dwindle. The other thing is you're going to have to start making strategic decisions about whether this is a path that you want to continue. Are you not making enough because it's seasonality and you kind of expected that this was going to happen? Or did you think that this was going to be a whole different change? And now you need to rethink things like pricing, like who's on your team and what you're investing in. This is also really helpful when we look at investments that you're making in the business, marketing, coaching, other professional service providers, because we can see, okay, I budgeted to spend this much out. But if I am not seeing a forecast that says that more money is going to be coming in, I can start making different decisions about whether or not these are investments that I want to continue to put money into. Overall, minding the gap really shows one, cash flow, and two, a future picture of where your business is headed. Now, as an accounting firm that focuses on micro businesses, this is incredibly important. One, to set up a cushion that is really what your business needs to make sure that you have what you need to go forward. But two, to have these flexible um, conversations. One of our superpowers as tiny businesses is that we can pivot really as quickly as we need to in a lot of ways. It doesn't take a lot of redirection to write a ship. And so if every Every month you're looking at your financials and you're seeing what that gap looks like and you're looking at your cash flow targets and you're seeing how much cash you have on hand, you can start making some quick decisions about whether this is the direction that you still want to go and whether you want to make any changes to what you're offering or how you're offering it. Remember, budget is the plan, forecast is expectations. Generally, your budget, you're not going to make a whole lot of changes to unless you have major changes in the business. Forecast could be changed every month or every quarter. Some people change it even every week because the more data that you have, the more influential and the more accurate your expectations of the next month's activity will be. So if you don't already have a budget and forecast, where do you start? Look at prior periods. Look at what you know. At the end of the day, you know your business, and I tell you this all the time, you know your business better than anyone else. You know what your customers want, what your clients are looking for, and you have the ability in this moment to be able to make some decisions about what you expect and then look to see if it works. The whole point of actual versus budget is, am I accurate in what I think it costs to run this business? Am I in line with what I expect to need to make in order to cover everything that it costs in order for us to run? And same thing with forecasts. You can tweak it as you go. If it turns out that at first you were using the last 12 months and that doesn't feel as accurate as looking at the last six months now that you've made a lot of changes in the business, tweak it so that you can see those uh, that impact going forward. 
remember, we're not going to get it perfect. But the more we do, the more we practice, the more we look into this data and make changes accordingly, the better future decisions that we can make for our business that can support our future selves. Thank you so much for joining today. Again, if you haven't hit up those other episodes, they're there. Go listen to or watch the Profit and Loss and Balance Sheet episode and join us next week for the final one in this series, All About Taxes. Thank you for joining us today. If you like what you heard, I've got good news for you. We're supporting you all over the internet. Check out our Instagram at littlefishaccounting or our website, littlefishaccounting.com for guidance, resources, and ways to work with us. Plus, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to make sure that you don't miss a future episode. See you next time.